Welcome back to Humans of Purpose, the weekly podcast featuring conversations with local purpose-driven leaders, leaders creating social impact through their work and fostering in a new era of social progress. We want you to listen, connect, and grow with us. Learn more at humansofpurpose.com. What makes a great supper party, right? And it's a simple combination of just fantastic food, perhaps some beautiful wine, but really it's the curation of just an eclectic group of really interesting people. And I think that that's, that's at the heart of what Danielle and I really focus on is really understanding the conversations that sort of we need to have a, a, as a nation and which voice we need to hear from and, and really trying to curate that experience and bringing the pe- people together in that hospitality mindset. Welcome back to episode three of our new season of Humans of Purpose. We are proudly sponsored by Neon Treehouse, still the best digital agency on the planet Earth. To learn more, just head to neontreehouse.com or hit the link in our show notes. We are also sponsored by Creole, who are the official drink of Humans of Purpose. The team at Creole believe that Australian fridges should be full of drinks made from real ingredients that provide a healthy alternative and taste amazing. As loyal Humans of Purpose listeners, you can enjoy a 15% discount on their tasty range of healthy sodas. Just to hit the link in our show notes or head to creole.com.au, click shop and enter discount code HUMANSOFPURPOSE, one word, on checkout. Our guest on the pod this week is Craig Swan, Creative Director of Southstart. Southstart is Australia's human-first innovation and impact festival connecting humans to ideas, possibilities and each other. Southstart is not a conference, it's a conversation. Craig is joined by his co-pilot, Danielle Seymour, who is co-owner and director at Southstart. This one was done via Zoom and with Craig and Danielle in separate locations interstate. Our friends at Neon Treehouse made the connection here and are big supporters and participants of Southstart each year. Josh from Neon Treehouse actually continuously raves about Southstart, so I'm glad we could make this one happen. This is a really important conversation to have about the present and future of human innovation and impact events, especially in the midst of a global pandemic that is pushing us further apart physically more than ever before. There are a few festivals like Southstart, and the closest thing I can imagine was attending Pause Fest a few years ago. So this is a really interesting conversation about human connection, digital connectivity, creating shared enriching experiences, and what lies ahead for the festival and human connection scene. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Craig and Danielle as much as I did. I'm absolutely thrilled to be with the South Start team. Welcome, Craig and Danielle, to the podcast. Thank G'day. you. It's great to be with you both. Uh, are you both in Adelaide right now? We are. We are indeed. So you're in Adelaide time. So what is it? Is it six o'clock for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so, look, I can't wait to get into it and hear more about South Start, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out our good mutual mate, Josh White, the dynamic and uh, ever-present Josh White of Neon Treehouse. And just um, how did you guys meet Josh and what's the relationship there? Apparently, we used to swim together, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, found that out. Yeah, no, Josh and I used to, to swim together, but I still to this day fail to remember that. Um, but Craig, I don't actually know how we first came across Neon. Um, well, I mean, I think, I think as a very small team kind of running up as a startup ourselves with regards to the event, you know, we were always looking for people, uh, locally that had just a great set of chops that could really accent and, and, and help accelerate all the work that we were doing. And, and he was one of the guys that really had a handle on the space. And once we met, we just kind of really hit it off and he was keen to help us yeah, grow as, as he was growing. So it just has turned into a, it's a very fruitful and fun relationship. 
He's, he's the kind of guy that you can literally just walk into his office and become good friends with him because that's what happened to me. We were in the same co-work space and I just thought, he's a guy who doesn't mind a random intruder coming in, sharing some innovative ideas, and then, you know, things blossom from there as they do. Exactly. Um, but we're not here to talk, talk about specifically Josh White. Um, let's start by talking a bit about South Start. And I'd just love to hear in your own words, it's a very different kind of festival. Um, so talk to me about why it's different and what sort of festival is South Start? South Start. Well, you know, to give you a little bit of background, South Start's an event that, that, that we've been running for, this will be our fourth iteration. And, you know, it was really taking over of an event that was pre-existing here in Adelaide um, with a bit of a smaller sort of singular day focus. Uh, and it just came at an interesting time where, you know, they, I think, were getting a little bit burned out running that in conjunction with, you know, the success of their growing business. Uh, I had just come and, and was sort of working as an entrepreneur residence at the same location as, as Danielle was. and there's just a real opportunity to sort of take this over and bring it into its next iteration. And uh, I certainly was super excited being, being new here to, to, to help do that, seeing that there was a lot of duplicative efforts and a lot of interesting people doing stuff that, you know, the, the community wasn't quite as connected and as cohesive as, uh, as it could be. And, and so together with Danielle and Jason, we've just really been plugging ahead, you know, growing it into what it is now, which is really, as you mentioned, sort of human first sort of national sort of uh, lens on, on innovation and impact. Danielle, did you want to add to that? Yeah, sure. Sorry, waiting for pauses. <laughs> um, yeah, so echoing what Craig said, I think none of us really knew um, how much it would grow um, when we walked in. And for me personally, I was on, I guess, this journey of trying to understand what the startup ecosystem even was, let alone a startup. Um, and so, yeah, it's been an incredible ride. I think ultimately at the end of the day, um, our approach to the curation and delivery of the, the festival experience has been quite reflective of um, the maturity of, of the ecosystem in which we, we operate within itself um, in that, you know, no year has been the same. Um, it's an ever-evolving story. It's been incredible to watch um, some of the journeys of, of speakers, like we've hosted Cam Adams from Canva, um, Didier Ozinger, um, other sort of really inspiring minds and just seeing their trajectory um, and where they've been since they entered through our doors um, is something quite powerful. So, yeah, it's um, an, an evolving story. What, sure. Talk to me a little bit about the human first innovation and connecting people through conversations. And you say your tagline at the end of your um, spiel is let's human, which I really like. So mm -hmm. what's, how do you actually do that? How do you create a setting or environment where it is clearly human first and there's that sort of unique feel where you can connect with other people on that same level or wavelength? Well, I think, you know, oh, you go uh, ahead, Danny. I think it's really about understanding how what drives people um, at an individual level, how that bleeds itself into that collective conversation, um, and really, obviously, looking at you know industries and people in the roles in which they sit, and making sure that we um, are delivering value for them in that setting. But at the end of the day. Um, being able to really understand what drives people and curate experiences regardless of, of their roles or, you know, hats that they wear day to day, um, that, that it's really started to, to be bleedingly obvious that hospitality is essential to that. And so, 
you know, the, the cultural conversation and we've even got a tagline of being, you know, cult, I think, Craig, you, you coined it cultural cartographers. Um, man, I pronunciations <laughs> stumbling there. Um, but, yeah, it's at the end of the day you can build so many incredible things but if it's not serving people um, then what's it really doing and so that's been um, a large part of the ethos um, in driving what what makes the experience. A big part of that Mike I think is really you know really attacking it from the simple concept and we we talk about this a lot of, of just what makes a great supper party right and it's a simple combination of just fantastic food perhaps some beautiful wine, but really it's the curation of just an eclectic group of really interesting people. And I think that that's, that's at the heart of what Danielle and I really focus on is really understanding the conversations that sort of we need to have a, a, as a nation and, and which voice we need to hear from and, and really trying to curate that experience and bringing the pe- people together in that hospitality mindset. Because really at that point, once you've had people sharing, you know, stuff that's changing the world or the, really the frontiers of, of a lot of the stuff that's happening, both with technology and impact and having together over a course or multiple days or they're having breakfast and lunch and dinners and going off to the wineries. And you really get that human, uh, authentic relationship building that, that happens um, just based around having interesting people and just sort of stepping back and, and let people create their own magic. Yeah, that's beautifully said, and I, th- I think that's clearly something experientially that sets you apart. And I liked what you were saying there about like curating experiences as as a, as a key part of that human centered approach. I think that's very interesting, and would probably leave um, a lot of people wanting to return the following year. Do you have like a very high return rate? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I c- couldn't give you the exact number. It's in a database somewhere on my screen. Um, <laughs> but our retention rate. Um, and subsequently, you know, we've seen a shift in the language that we use to describe um, our community. You know, we no longer consider them really as attendees and speakers and having really tight groups around these uh, people, but instead looking more holistically at, yeah, at the community that we've, we've created and, and will continue to foster in years to come. Fantastic. And um, just in terms of the conference, how hard is it when you start doing a festival like South Start to attract some of the bigger names and get them on board? And do you, is it kind of taking year on year progression and in, incremental improvement to get the big names or did they come at the beginning? Oh, I mean, it's just, just all blackmail. We've got, we got to dirt on people. No, I mean, I mean, cer- certainly it's, uh, it has taken some time. I mean, you know, I think, you know, me coming into Australia and not really having my head wrapped around the mindset that was here was certainly a bit interesting for me to sort of go down that path. Um, it's certainly taken a lot of convincing originally, I think, you know, I think Adelaide's gone through a lot of growth in even the last four or five years. And, you know, we were talking to people that might not have even been to Adelaide, you know, since they were almost children with their family. So they had a very, you know, old fashioned view of what sort of was happening in Adelaide. So it was very quick when we you know, bring people in here and really deliver that real value-added, you know, human experience. People were just blown away with just, just, just the city itself, the vibrancy, the culture, the way we had kind of just sort of put it all out for display. And and that really has led to we really had the sort of plus one mentality where people are just, you know, making sure they they have a friend that they should bring along or they're introducing it. So it's got a very organic kind of natural growth to it, which is really great because I think the one thing that we're, we've always been concerned about is, is growing too quickly, where you start to lose that intimacy. Um, and I think the way that we've just been scaling up through just people coming back saying, man, this is like a, an event like I've not had in Australia and you really should go to this has really helped uh, maintain that level of curation and that quality control just by people bringing along other good people. So 
uh, a bit of a slow burn, but I think, you know, we've had some incredible people on the stage and I, I think that just uh, sort of adds credence when we're speaking to new people that they know they're in good company in terms of the real thought leaders and, and change makers that we're reaching out to. And I think just on that, the, you know, authenticity of approach is really critical and, and has been critical in us being able to bring those voices um to South Australia for the event and I think understanding what drives people, particularly when they're at, you know, sort of what you could consider the top of their field or um, sometimes when, you know, money is no longer a huge issue and people are no longer incentivized by that sort of um, need to to be on stage and scream, uh, you know, about themselves. Um, and so really deeply understanding what drives leaders um, and creators um, and knowing that that has often come with quite a lot of, um, of grit and, you know, maybe even pain. Um, and so we've really um, leaned into that language um, and, and that's ultimately driven the culture that we've created around the experience. And must come to a point during every South Start or after every South Start where you reflect on what's happened and try and think about, you know, was this a success? Uh, what kind of impact did we have? So just curious, you know, I mean, it's very easy to just talk numbers, how many people attended, but how do you know kind of, you know, when the conference runs and afterwards, what sort of impact has happened as a result of people attending the, the festival? Well, yeah. I think, oh, you, sorry. <laughs> no, jump in, jump in, jump in, please. I think, uh, you know, speaking to my heart a little bit, a clear example is when you walk into a room and people are crying because they've been so touched by what um, the person on stage has, has spoken about. And so that in itself as a success metric, um, really those intangible things that we're able to create, um, those moments of feeling and I guess reassurance or validation to the founders that have been, you know, at it for maybe a couple of years, maybe a week or a couple of months and um, don't really know if they're on the right path. I think creating the environment for those people to feel supported particularly um, is absolutely one. And I think also, you know, we and Craig, you can speak to this as well, the amount of conversations that we have after the event uh, and maybe not even immediately after but maybe one, two, three years after um, learning about new deals that were created, um, new job hires, people that met at the event and subsequently now have started a business together. All of those stories, um, yeah, ultimately scream success in our eyes. I mean, true, true. I don't think there's yet a South Start baby, but there's certainly been a, a lot of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. It, that would be an interesting measure of success, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, certainly, yes. Um, but, you <laughs> know, with, with three, with regards to kind of what you were hitting, I mean, so much of this stuff really is uh, intangible. And like Danielle's saying, it's now, you know, several years in, you start to hear these stories because we're really forming authentic pathways and, and relationships um, and networks where real stuff, you know, happens. You know, and I always like to say, for me, the, the, the sort of the KPI is, is always walking around, seeing people talk, you know, kindly interrupting them and just asking, are you new friends or old? And every time you find that you get two new friends that have kind of connected and talking, you know, that's that's that plus one because, you know, that's going to have a carry on effect because it's not about, you know, numbers of tickets and hotels and all that kind of stuff that really drives, you know, economic change. You know, we're looking at it much larger in terms of, you know, cultural step change. And that revolves, you know, true, authentic, um, you know, human building. 
Yeah, that's that's really well said. I mean, the parallel that I can think of is that each year we run a, um, a listener survey, a listener experience survey for humans of purpose. And one of the questions that we ask is, have you as a listener connected with any of our guests on the podcast as a measure of our success? And we sort of track that over time. Uh, when you want to have a connected community, you want to know whether people are, you know, connecting with the, with the subjects as well. And we found that, you know, we had 47% last year of, um, of listeners had you know, at least met with one guest on the show. So that was pretty cool too. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So connection is clearly a very important part of the um, of the festival too. Um, how do you both find yourself working together in this space? And so I'd be, love to just hear a bit about your backgrounds. Uh, I know a bit about Craig's background in um, entrepreneurship, music events and creative ventures, but how did you come together and how did you decide to do this? I thought I was writing a grant application. <laughs> so that was um my involvement but no personally I um my my dad you know had a business and I never knew that really um he worked in the tech sphere and kind of thought uh, uh, you know heard a lot of stories and saw a lot of the reality that stood around that and thought okay that's not what I ever want my life to be um, and I did commerce and went overseas, just really escaping from the reality of having to make a decision about what my future would look like and stumbled on the fact that there was this thing called a startup. And I actually didn't know that despite having studied business. Um, and so personally, that kickstarted a couple of years of just really trying to unpack um, what I had considered to be, I guess, a large part of my own identity. I think growing up, um, a lot of the things that influenced our family dynamic, et cetera, and um, that was really sort of the motivation there. Um, I started a a startup idea um, at the Moonshine Lab through an internship that was a pitch feedback tool for incubators and accelerators, and then that led to, I guess, this understanding that, hey, all of a sudden I've, you know, on this journey of trying to figure out what a startup was and, and see if this product was needed. Um, I've met a lot of people that work within the ecosystem. Um, and then I guess South Start came up as an opportunity and, and that then started from there and met Craig and you can take over the mic now and delve into your site. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I think it's, it, I've, I've always just been a very community minded person. I, you know, I, I old school kind of grew up with, you know, the web one world and just found myself the right time in the right place so that I got to do a lot of speaking myself at events uh, internationally. And then from there, loving the impact of being able to meet so many people uh, with a friend started, you know, a big uh, design and technology conference in Canada. And then just from going to all these things and doing a lot of unconference events, uh, you know, around the larger big corporate events, just always saw the direct power of, of just people totally connecting like that cross pollination of, of different industries, different skill sets, different ideas, uh, sort of jamming together. So, you know, as I said earlier, when I landed, uh, you know, in Adelaide, only being here, you know, a matter of months, really, and the opportunity was here, um, just jumped on it, because I think, and I think it's a little bit unique uh, in Australia, I mean, it's a bit sort of lag behind some of the hotter sort of, you know, startup zones in the world. But there seem to be a lot of people sort of starting up in a, a very nascent sort of community, but um, just a lot of siloed kind of people doing their own thing and not coming together as much as they could be. So, I saw it as a as an outsider, um, as an opportunity to try to slowly bring those things together. And as we've sort of seen across, you know, even the country, there's, there's a sense of even through the states that there's, uh, you know, less talk about collaboration than, than doing it. And I think 
we really uh, see the opportunity to bring in all these disparate people. Because a lot of people in this kind of space, whether you're a founder or you're someone that's really working in the innovation sector, it's it's hard to get ROI on your efforts or to feel like you are sometimes. And it's, it's events like these where people come together with people that are going through the same shit, you know, uh, that can really just, you know, bend elbows, have a beer and really be able to share what they're going through. Because I think so often it's a, it's a lonely road uh, in this sort of founder startup world and the opportunity to connect with other people that are going through the same personal, you know, because we're all humans at the end of the day. Um, that's what I think makes it special. And, and that's the way that we really like to try to cater the events to be able to touch upon those, those real things that make us who we are as people. That's very well said. Uh, I'm just curious, thinking about the innovation that is, is a key focus of your um, festival. What are some of the things that you're most proud of doing um, in terms of innovation to sort of make the festival tick better and more connective over the years? Well, I think first and foremost, proud of the fact that we're, we were able to deliver, we have been able to deliver year on year an event that hasn't fallen on its feet. I think that in itself, you know, I, I personally had worked in hospitality and a few of the festivals for a couple of years, sort of really on the forefront of just trying to being very customer facing, but never understanding what um, went in uh, operationally to actually deliver an event of that size. Um, And so that being said, sorry, that's my dog in the background. Um, That being said, it's definitely been, yeah, there are so many things that we're proud of. I think at the end of the day, being able to activate, you know, venues like Africola, Golden Boy, a lot of these really cool kind of hangout spots for very creative people that would have no idea what um, a startup is or, you know, feel associated to that tech conversation. That's ultimately how we've been able to make, you know, this a more accessible environment and start to really um, plant that seed in people's minds about, the fact that you know this is something you should actually be aware of and i think also to add on that it's it's it, you know i think personally what i'm most proud of is is we've been able to kind of break down the barriers to what people expect from what would be a startup event or an event in general and i think you know even even last year we you know we had a dedicated stream that was a, a salon stream that was really a powered and, and, and co-curated with just a bunch of incredible women and really tackling a lot more issues that you would never associate with technology or innovation or startup per se, because we were talking about humanity and just the asymmetry that we're all dealing with on, on with many different lenses, whether it be uh, geo or sexual, or, I mean, there's just so many different um, parameters that we were sort of coming at from. And some of those people that Danielle was probably talking about that, you know, maybe had tears in their eyes because people were just really being open and honest and transparent. You know, some of the conversations that came out of there said, these are the things that really deserve innovation. Innovation isn't just about, you know, faster mm-hmm. processing power and, and, and scaling quicker. Innovation is very much about tackling systemic issues that we have with education, with gender, with climate, with all these things that aren't necessarily thought of as directly a startup thing. But if you're going to solve those problems, a bunch of people come together, you are forming a business and in sense building a startup. So it was really nice to sort of see that we really got people to realize that innovation really goes down to the core beliefs, not just uh, technologies and business practices. Mm-hmm. And that's just on that point, you know, it's not a conversation that can be viewed in isolation. Like you you can't uh, talk about innovation with a lens on a particular group in order to essentially just be in that mindset um, of being able to create more broadly, no matter how that is applied, um, getting really deep 
um, at, at that sort of level of thinking has ultimately been a result of observing um, what people have essentially talked about at the event. You know, we, we took it over as a, a very startup focused conference, um, which was incredible and served its purpose at the time. But to, to, to consider this ecosystem and the mobility between networks that are critical for the continuation of, of us as a society and as a collective, um, we really need to be creating environments that are accessible through and through. And that's not something that, you know, we are excelling at here and now. There's always room for growth, you know, for, with everyone. But just to have that mindset and understanding that this is a journey, you know, and these things are going to happen with incremental changes um, is ultimately, you know, how um, we view this whole conversation. You alluded to before, Danielle, just sort of the challenge of sustainability with a festival, like, you know, being able to run it year on year and delivering each year and having the opportunity to go again. What is the climate and sort of scene like or, you know, viability like for running digital festivals in South Australia? Is it sort of challenging or is it is something you found like easy to do or does it require a different approach each year and different negotiations? Mm-hmm. Well, we had an interesting time, obviously, 2020, the year that was and the year that's still been subsequently in 21, um, where we actually ended up postponing what was meant to be an in-person festival three times um, to get to, to the event that we just hosted in May. So from that, we actually ended up, I think, Craig, what it was 24 hours we had, we fell right within the seven-day Pizzagate sort of scandal um, and was supposed to run a host of, of um, offline events. So we quickly had to, to shift everything online and it was, a, it was a great experience and we ran a lot of um uh, online conversations with partner with AWS and you know it definitely served its purpose I think again it's just always getting a pulse of where people's mindsets are at you know at that point in time in understanding you know how can we deliver value and, and in what format should that that come I think you know you can't we can't look at ourselves and say we will never do this or that um, because ultimately, you know, what, what you have to do first and foremost is just to get a real sense of what people want and need and and whether that is, you know, an on, online conversation at, at a particular point in time, which we saw a, a higher demand for last year when it was, you know, suddenly we are being forced to do that. Um, but now we're actually seeing the complete opposite. You know, people want to get off their, off of their screens and, and especially with the borders coming um, open, come down to SA and hang out again. Um, and so, yeah, it's neither here nor there, but I think always putting experience and value delivery, you know, first and foremost, that then dictates um, what format follows. Do you have any ideas around what your big innovations or changes will be for the next South Start? Great. Well, you know, it's it's we certainly have you know our ideas around that. I mean, we're living in such unique times that the likelihood that in the next you know four or five months things are going to change drastically to change what we should be talking about is likely. But I think you know more and more, and we've seen this through the program in in past years. You know, we're just reaching a critical sort of point where there's just a mass convergence of so many uh, of these industries, and particularly you know a lot of the deeper tech. There's just so much opportunity the way that. AI, you know, weaves in, inside of everything. And I think the, the, the reality is so much stuff is happening so quickly um, and often maybe at an academic level where people don't really grasp 
um, you know, how fast things are happening. I mean, certainly even in Australia, you know, the boom of what's happening in, in sort of the, the blockchain, the DeFi and, and sort of just the NFT space is, is very behind uh, what's happening in the rest of the world. You know, they're already looking very forward to DAOs and what how decentralization is going to really upend a, a lot of industries that people aren't even prepared for. So I think it's just, again, through the conversations like like the one that we're having right now, exploring, you know, what people are learning and discovering on their own, it kind of comes to that that creative aspect. But I'd say that the underlying thing seems to be the way that all these um, things are converging upon each other and understanding uh, uh, adjacent industries because they're likely to impact you. Very well said. Very well said. So, Craig, talk to me a bit about Aphantasia. <laughs> well, so it's it's something which you know, I'd only realized that it was something that I had, uh, I guess, just actually this, the summer before I came to, to Adelaide here. And it's uh, Aphantasia is the inability to uh, internally visualize anything. So um, I had never really known that that was something that other people didn't do uh, until it, it kind of came to light via a Facebook engineer put a post it a few years ago where it, it kind of got a lot of attention. So it's, it's been interesting talking to other people. I mean, I'm not sure many of your listeners, when they hear this, will say, I, I know what he's talking about, but it's a very small percentage. Um, but it, I think it's, it slightly explains, you know, my, my love for, for music and all things sound um, and certainly understanding how my mind works and a sort of collecting and connecting of dots. It's very... A, a systems-based approach to thinking, but um, it is weird when someone says, you know, imagine that you're on a beach and you're like, okay, but I don't see a beach. Uh, for a lot of people, it's hard for them to, to imagine that you can't just close your eyes and see a yellow wall. Um, so yeah, it's hard to describe something that someone doesn't experience and that doesn't have visuals to it, but um, I don't think it's impacted me negatively. <laughs> Some people might disagree with that, but uh, it, it certainly has been an interesting process for me to understand the way that I think and even even that alone comes through some of the stuff that we talk about. Just you know, it's really inner space is, is a big part of of growth. So it's uh, it's been an interesting couple of years, sort of understanding myself a bit better, which I encourage all people to do. Yeah, that's fascinating. Self awareness, Danielle. Are you also in Fantasia? I don't believe so. I think I've got the opposite problem where I can sit there <laughs> and, and put myself, in, you know, in on a warm beach overseas and think, oh, I wish I was there right now. <laughs> you are in your mind. Yeah. I am in my mind. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in the void. You're basically right there. You're right there. Hey, but I think. A- oh, sorry. No, go on. Uh, go ahead. I, I think just on that point, it is it has been really interesting. I think Craig and I, I'd say we think very differently, but also very similarly in some aspects. But that's also what's really been quite interesting, I think, and allows that yeah dynamic of thought, like range of thought uh, processes to evolve. Yeah, well said. I think you know, diverse cognitive diversity is going to be a huge help with uh, any sort of uh, creative process. So that's good. Um, how can people connect with you both and learn more about your fantastic work and festival? Always open to a chat. Um, may force you into a box of in a certain time. Trying to clear my diary these days. Um, we're both uh, on social media. Um, the South Start website is live, ready for a reboot soon. More to come on that. Um, but yeah, just jump online and you'll find us on the relevant channels. That you for me, it's, it's Craig at South Start. If you want to .co, if you want to send something, I, I'm not really on social media. But the company and the event and everything else is, so you can find everything else but me online. Yeah, fantastic. Well, it's been wonderful speaking with you. Uh, Why don't you just hang on uh, for a quick debrief and uh, we'll wrap things up. Thanks so much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike.
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast player or the link in today's episode notes. Why not share the podcast with your networks? After all, 62% of our subscribers come from word of mouth recommendations and social shares. You could also leave us a five-star review and some kind words in the iTunes store. If you love what we do each week and want to support the show, you should join our growing community of Patreon supporters or consider becoming a show sponsor. To learn more about all of that, just head to humansofpurpose.com.